Hello and welcome back to the Holistic Kitchen Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Kimber Dean, and I am here today to talk to you about how I went from cooking for one myself to cooking for a family of five with my husband and three daughters. So a lot of people are interested in how I cook, if I'm a shorter cook at home, if I could do this if I wasn't a chef. Lots of great questions, so I'm just going to jump right in and start telling you how I got to where I'm at and how it kind of evolved into what I do daily. And on top of that, doing it outside in the world with my career, whether it be at the cafe I owned or doing it now through catering, meal planning, private chef stuff. So lots and lots of ways that I cook for people. But in my own home, I started my health journey and You know, over a decade ago when I finally figured out all the things I wasn't going to eat, gluten, dairy, soy, corn, processed sugar, refined sugar, hydrogenated oils, artificial ingredients, anything that was going to make my body inflamed, hydrogenated oils, peanuts, all of these things that I took out of my diet, I started eating really healthy. Well, I also didn't realize that I was getting rid of inflammation and toxins at the time. So for a long time, about... I'd say like a year to two years, I mostly ate these kale salads when I lived in North Carolina with kale, salsa, homemade cilantro, lime hummus, jalapenos, and avocado. And that wasn't the only meal I would eat, but yes, it was consistently the meal I would eat every day, at least once a day, just because it was easy, easy to prep. I knew where the ingredients were. They were inexpensive and I felt great when I ate them. That fat from the avocado just gave me that lasting energy. So that was the thing I ate a lot when I was in North Carolina. So this was over a decade ago. I also would eat things like, you know, homemade curries, different salads. I loved making salmon, roasted veggies, chili, these types of things. But as I said, from day to day, that was just kind of a staple of mine for breakfast, lunch, or dinner whenever I didn't want to make something else. Then I met my husband, Ryan. And, you know, it's so funny because when we first started dating, I always told, and I tell this to all my friends too, even when I'm dating new friends, I'm like, don't worry, I'm not judging whatever you're eating because most people think I'm sitting there judging them. It's like, no, I don't really care what you're eating unless you're asking me to care, you're paying me to care, or it's one of my products and I'm just interested in your feedback. So no, I truly don't care what you're eating. It doesn't affect my body. It doesn't make me feel terrible the next day. So eat what you want be happy, be prideful, feel good about what you're making choices to eat. I am, I do, even when I splurge a little and eat a whole box of Simple Mill cookies on my cheat day. You know, it's just like own what you eat. It's very important. Our food, the water molecules in our food listen to us. They know how we're feeling and it really reacts in our body and our digestive tract when we do eat those foods. I do think that's really important. With that being said, Ryan is a good old boy from the country. You know, they like meat, potatoes, they hunt. So a lot of venison, turkey, uh, catfish, crappie. I mean, like a ton of different types of meat that they eat. And potatoes, of course, they grow corn out here. They grow soybeans, wheat. So standard American diet, processed foods, fast food, as did I until I was 17 years old. I ate fast food, so no judgment again. And we always just had a pack. It was like, okay, you eat what you want to eat. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And we're never going to judge each other. And we're never going to make either one feel bad for the way they eat. Because 
both sides get a lot of judgment from different sides. You know, it's like what's being projected on you from the people around you is how I always look at it. So we never did. And, you know, when I continued to date Ryan, I didn't realize I was unconsciously role modeling my healthier eating habits. And as we grew together, we've been together over a decade now. Ryan has dramatically changed his eating habits within the first year or two of us really dating. I think he started eating less processed foods, started eating more whole foods. We started making our hamburgers instead of him maybe going out and buying it. We ate a lot more at home rather than going out because when we went out, I would just kind of sit there. I don't really eat out often at all, especially at mainstream franchises. They just are loaded with ingredients that really inflame my body and I don't feel good. And so I would rather eat something else and not feel terrible. So we stopped eating out a lot, started making a lot of our own foods, and now he eats whatever I make. And he really doesn't complain, but he is the best guinea pig for my recipes in my cookbook. He tells me how it is and trying to make things like biscuits and gravy because I met him and wanted to be able to make biscuits and gravy for my husband. Definitely a lot of trial and error, but when I finally got the recipes right, it was such a hit. They've been a hit at Nourish since I wrote that recipe in 2017 for him, and they're in my Happy Baking and Desserts cookbook. So love that he helped me create that recipe. It's really important to me that I do try and make really traditional comforting foods super healthy so we can still have that. It's just such a bond to share. So it is my passion, and he's a part of that. And I love that. And he's still very physical ever since he left the military through his work, through going to the gym, doing different types of workouts. So he is healthy, but by no means is he going to be preaching about health like I am. (laughs) He'll just eat what I make and be happy that he feels better. Um, Then enter infants, my babies. So Lila, my oldest, came into my life when she was two. Um, and we definitely had to work with her eating habits because our households here and her household at her mom's ate very differently. So I've had to adjust with that of maybe them having more processed foods around or eating out more than we do. So her having to really hone in and learn first what different vegetables and fruits were and then taking out dairy because that's something that she used to eat a lot of in her other home. So that was a lot of trial and error in the beginning. And I do actually get asked that a lot with being a step parent. Is it harder? I think once you set the ground rules that this is how we eat here and when you're at your other home, you can eat whatever the rules are there. But we have to figure this out together. So I took her shopping a lot. Again, educated her a lot. We looked up a lot of the nutritional benefits, and I do that with all my kids because it gets them more involved. They get excited. Ooh, I'm going to eat this strawberry, and it boosts my immune system so I won't get sick because of the vitamin C. Yes, give me more strawberries, whatever it is. Kids love that stuff. So that really helped. Um, With my two younger ones that I was pregnant with and had, I breastfed both of them, and then by the time they were starting to do baby led weaning, We, of course, did like the black beans, the avocados, the mashed sweet potato, but I also made them baby food that I would puree. I have different recipes in the kids' cookbook I wrote that I used, and it would make a ton of puree. With my breast milk and my baby food that I made, 
I would always freeze it in ice cube trays and I would be doing like four ice cube tray containers at a time if I could. And then when we took them out, we knew that they were one ounce servings. So that really helped with my childcare and my husband when they would feed our children. They knew exactly how much they were taking out of the freezer, which kept them, you know, contained and preserved without preservatives and really fresh too. So that was something that we really loved to do. And I just felt better because baby food can be really toxic. It can have so many chemicals, so many hidden carcinogens or heavy metals or non-organic ingredients. So pesticides and herbicides, I mean, depending on the brand, it can get pretty gross. So I love having control of my food. It's the one thing in my life that if I don't have control of my food, I don't feel very safe. I like the way that healthy food makes me feel. And I have felt the worst probably than a lot of people with being a drug addict. So I really like the way it feels to have your hormones in balance, to have your vitamins and your minerals as at the levels they need to be at because I was very malnourished when I got clean. So yes, food I do like to control and for my children and my husband too, I like to feed them healthy. It's my love language. So they all know that I am super strict about the food they eat. It's the number one thing I'm strict about. I'm pretty open to other things, but just with the way the food industry has been hijacked and it's all for profit, it makes me really nervous to even trust companies most of the time. So these are my babies. They're everything to me. I am not going to let anything toxic enter their body if I can help it. Um, and as they got older, their taste buds changed and adjusted. So their favorite vegetables would rotate from year to year and daughter to daughter. So they ha would have favorites. And then a year later, they would dislike their favorites. And then it would come back around like a year or two later, just randomly like, oh, yeah, I like broccoli. Duh. Like, mom, didn't you know that? And it's like, well, OK, well, yeah, but two months ago you weren't eating it. So now we like it again. Oh, yeah. Now I like it again. So just constantly <laughs> kind of paying attention to that. And luckily with three kids, you buy carrots probably two-thirds are going to eat the carrots of the kids, you know, and I can cook them, I can hide them in stews, things like that. But just listening to them, I think letting them know that they have a choice when it comes to the healthy foods they get to pick because there is an abundance of that. A lot of people like to downplay that. Like, if you're not eating processed food or fast food, what are you eating? Rabbit food? Cardboard? It's like, no, there's a plethora of fruits, veggies, legumes, seeds, meats out there for you. So you're good. So they love to go shopping. They love to pick out their own veggies and fruits and whatever else I let them get. And then, so it's funny, my youngest doesn't like to eat meat. And I noticed that at a very young age, she just would leave it on her tray. She just kind of push it around. Didn't matter if you gave her a condiment with it or a sauce. But she still to this day does not really like to eat meat. It's very different and very few between meals that she actually eats meat. My older two, though, love meat. Chicken, beef, venison, you know, it's just so funny to me. Fish, if we put on their plate, they eat it, and that's usually the first thing they eat. But the youngest one, no, it's her veggies. That's what she wants. And so, yeah, it's just paying attention, and then you just do smaller portions and always put it on there, I think, is really great because then they have a choice, and they don't have to eat it. And my husband and I will eat it or we'll put it, you know, in their lunches for the next day or something like that. But it never gets wasted, especially if they're not touching it. But we want to give them that option still of maybe one day you want to try it again. So we're just going to put it here. And sometimes they do and it's great. 
Or there's things like my oldest, she likes the broccoli stems and not the crowns. And that's the opposite of my younger two and most people, honestly. And then they all love fruit, oatmeal, marinated kale, jerky, meatballs, chicken noodle soup, salads, spaghetti, veggies with hummus or Primal Kitchen vegan ranch. I mean, there are staples that we keep around at all times that we're always making. Like we make our own jerky. We make our own meatballs and chicken noodle soup. So it's really, really healthy and they're healing because we use these specific herbs and things like that. But we just know if we need something easy where people aren't going to complain in the family, these are the things we make. If I'm craving something and oh, and my kids love Brussels sprouts. So that's just like a far-fetched idea that kids won't eat Brussels sprouts. You just need to season them the right way and roast them the right way. But yeah, to think that you can't have these staples in the house and then try something else. And, you know, you might fail. They might not like it. And those are the nights where I'm like, okay, you need to go fix your own veggie plate. And my kids will go in the fridge because we're already sitting down for dinner and they will go make their own plate, maybe put ranch or hummus on the plate. And that's their dinner. And it has to be a good enough amount that we all agree it's fair. And that's what they eat. And so I am okay with them not eating if I make something a little weird or different to them because I do get weird and different probably more than most people um but I still want them to have a choice and I don't want them to think they have to starve if they don't like my food that's just there's a lot of people I work with that food eating disorders and I don't ever want to contribute to that with my daughters so I love choices and I love them knowing they have choices but I do have very strict strict dietary guidelines for our home and it's basically any food that's going to be inflammatory to them cause disease cause illness cancer like I want them to be happy so those are the foods we don't eat but then there's a whole group of foods that they can choose from so am I a short order cook not most days (laughs) I would say very rarely am I going to get up and make you something different They know this, and like I said, they will go pick a vegetable. If I make oatmeal and they don't like the oatmeal, which never happens, that was a terrible example, but say that was it, they will get up and go eat a carrot for breakfast instead. Or an avocado is a huge thing for them. They love avocados cut in half with salt, pepper, and garlic powder on top. My four-year-old could eat that every day, all day. She actually ate that for breakfast this morning. (laughs) So giving them an option I think is really great. She didn't like the blueberry muffins we had. For some reason, she loves blueberries, but not in muffins. So that's what she ate instead, and everyone else ate the muffins. It was great. So no, I'm not a short-order cook. We'll just get something out that's easy and simple that they can just eat quickly, and the older two can always fix themselves. I do know what vegetables to completely avoid if I'm making a family meal, like I said. And I also know which ones to make extra for leftovers, which is such a great thing to know. If you make all your food, it helps tremendously since I cook all the meals. So if I make something like a venison hash where I know my whole family is going to eat it and it's going to be great for breakfast, lunch, or dinner... I will make a huge pot of it for a good two to three days, including the day it's being eaten so or cooked. So that day and maybe a day or two later, we have more meals. They could just be taking it out, heating up themselves, throwing their favorite condiment on it, and boom, we got a meal. And like I said, I truly cook every single meal, so that helps 
so much, especially with the cleanup and dishes. You got to think all this time adds up. So it's really nice to make leftovers. And then my daughter's lunches are always going to be either the dinner's leftovers. Uh, I like to make sandwich bread for them once or twice a month. It'll last throughout the whole week for them to make sandwiches on. And I bake the bread myself, of course. Or we do more of a charcuterie style board in their lunches. And they have those bento boxes that they use. And we would make it, you know, gluten, dairy, soy free. So just having dips, like hummus, ranch, whatever, and having, you know, some sort of fat, some sort of complex carb, and some sort of protein in there. And maybe some fruit just so they have something fun that's a little bit sweeter because kids love sweets. Um, and then for school or social gatherings, especially birthday parties, that is so rough for my kids. People love to offer to get things. And I mean, people have gotten the gluten-free, gluten-free things from the store, but my kids still have eaten it and thrown up that night or the next day. So I have just learned my lessons after once or twice with my middle daughter, we bring all their foods, drinks, and desserts everywhere we go. Um, we do the same thing when they stay at their grandparents' homes. We'll even bring a cooler worth of food for them. I would just never expect someone to go out, research, spend all the time or the money on our family's high food standards. That's just ridiculous, I feel like, and so selfish if I were to think that. And it just sets yourself up for these expectations and failures because no one's going to do it like you. And they're trying their best. So to project on them, it just like, yeah, I just don't like it. It goes against everything I believe in with yoga and treating people the way you want to be treated. So just having people respect what I want my children to put in their body is all that I ask. And we'll be bringing everything to you and making it super easy and convenient. And just, you know, treat it as if it were any other substance that could be harmful to our children. So that's just a really big deal, especially when we're forming friendships for people just to know we'll bring everything. We just ask that you don't feed them anything in your home because a lot of the times, you know, dairy and wheat are in a ton of things and our kids will get extremely sick. We have seen huge reactions with our kids after being at someone's house that we didn't think they were eating anything harmful And then it turned out they were eating gluten, peanuts, dairy, whatever. And these are on different allergy lists for each of our kids. So we just avoid all of them to make it equal in our family. And we have had them have diarrhea. They've thrown up. They've gotten rashes. It's just, you know, really, really bad. Um, And my family's health is everything to me. If they aren't healthy, how can they be happy? I mean, if they're wealthy and unhealthy, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? I just want my kids to be happy and it starts physically and that gut brain connection with their mental health. It's just so overwhelming how important nutrition is to my family's happiness. So I will never back down. I will never do anything that would disrupt what we've created and how organic and healthy my children are. And by no means is this the easy way but it's worth every minute of effort. And as they grow, they cook more and more on their own and they start making their own meals, which is so great for us when they wake up and we say, go make your own breakfast. And they can, and it's healthy and they know why they're doing it. Again, just so important to my morals and ethics of what I want my kids to have when they're adults. My girls have been cooking with me since birth. They've been in my belly. They've been on my back. 
They've been in a bouncy chair on the counter where they're taste testing for me. And they love making meals for themselves and the family because of it. It's such a bonding experience for our family. And I look forward to cooking with them throughout their lives for holidays, at home, for get-togethers, with family and friends. I just love food and the community and what it brings to the table and how universal it is. So I will always be encouraging my children to cook for themselves and for loved ones. So I hope this episode of The Holistic Kitchen has been really informative for you. And I hope it gives you a little bit better perspective of how our family eats as a whole unit. I do want to get more into my kids' specific meals on another podcast. Things like lion's mane that I use for focus for them. Camu camu to boost their immune system, protein powder to give them energy throughout the day and how I incorporate it into different meals for them. So that's something I'll do on a different episode. Get really into detailed lists of how I do their snacks, milks, every single thing I do for them. If you like this episode, please like, share with your friends, comment below. Let me know what you want to hear about and follow me. Follow me on Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, Chef Kimberdine. If I'm on Instagram, it's Chef Yogini Kimberdine. I have chefkimberdine.com, happinessdrinksco.com, and I am out there at major retailers with my cookbooks, the Happy Cookbook. So please feel free again, share this, like this. I absolutely love doing this with you all and I hope to continue to do it for a long time. I'll see you next time on The Holistic Kitchen and don't forget to nourish from the inside out. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or any other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey, please seek out a qualified medical practitioner.